Ladies and gentlemen, please now make welcome. Low IQ and no teeth, the Big Footy Collingwood podcast. My name's Dominic, and with my team of Collingwood tragics, we're going to go through the ups and downs, the highs and lows, and all of the bizarre crap in between that is being a Collingwood supporter. And this week, brought to you by NSYNC, we're coming off the bye. So we've got no. We had a Collingwood-free weekend of football. We have no actual game to discuss. So we're going to try a few things here and there, and we're going to start off by testing the team on how they introduce the podcast and if they can get it right. And we've we've got a winner out of everyone here. So uh, listen to this. This is low IQ, no teeth. The Big Footy Collingwood podcast, and with my team of tragics, we'll. Go through the highs and lows, the ups and downs, and all the bizarre crap in between that is being a Collingwood supporter. He nailed it. It was great, except you said podcast. Yeah, podcast. you didn't say podcast city. <laughs> well, I'm changing it up, man. We're doing a podcast now. <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. Now, with the Collingwood Free Weekend, uh, we had four or five hours uh, to ourselves without the disappointment of a, of a Collingwood loss or a, the elation of a Collingwood win. So I'm going to introduce the team and ask them what did they get to do or what did they have to do because there was no Collingwood game. To my right, she binge-watched the whole fifth season of Orange is the New Black. She's made herself a shiv. She's got herself ready to go to prison just to see what it's like, Bianca. I always thought that in, in a woman's prison that you would trade bobby pins rather than cigarettes for things because they're, they're just like vital. But anyway. But what, you don't have to look good for a prison. Like who are you looking good for in prison? What else are you doing in prison? That's I don't true. know. <laughs> <laughs> they had that whole hairdressing thing in the orange. Yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. Um, What did I do? We, I had a really relaxing weekend and did the garden. It was, it was lovely. I enjoyed every minute of it. Well done. Mm. Now, he had a strange boast today on Big Footy that his 44 posts got 36 <laughs> likes, and he was really happy with it. Yeah. Andrew Saliba. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I was really happy with it. I mean, I think I was around when you couldn't like posts, so That's true. maybe even like the last three or four. So you're saying nice. you should have got more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I said last week that uh, this is a player review this week. Interesting, Dom, why have you uh, turned up in a... Uh, Michael Jackson uniform for it's not actually like player review at the like footy show dancing <laughs> although I am keen to see the routine uh, I've read the later. tea leaves wrong on this <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd love to see that later um, what did I do well I was just as I said to you earlier when I got here I was a little bit uh, jealous of the other wins mm. uh, the other teams you know um, but yeah I just did my usual getting drunk and stuff yeah <laughs> now in the, the depths of winter, it can be as cold as ice and you'll find this man wearing shorts because apparently his legs just feel no pain. Mikey. <laughs> How you going? Um, stress-free weekend. It was, it was amazing. No Collingwood game. I was happy all weekend. There was no need to be sad. Had another just heartbreaking loss. I also was in the garden. I live with Bianca, so I was in the garden with her. <laughs> Ooh, is there something there? <laughs> Our first podcast you. romance. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait till the second one. <laughs> no. Um, I also like to say, Louis isn't here tonight. Yeah, he's not. Chris Main also isn't here tonight. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. I don't the know. The second podcast romance. Yeah. <laughs> now, because it's bi-week, that's why we all did the different um, intros, because we wanted to give Dom a week off. 
But um, obviously, we were shit. Um, <laughs> and what I did is I wasn't on social media this week. Because I wasn't doing the social media segment that I do. But I was on social media and there was big news. Conor, Conor um, McGregor versus Mayweather. So I found some hilarious uh, comments about that. <laughs> um, first of all, Conor versus Mayweather will once and for all settle the, that classic debate. Who is the best at boxing? A professional boxer or someone else? <laughs> <laughs> and this one, oh shit, it's happening. Now all that's left is elephant versus whale. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's quite good. Yeah. Now, because yeah. we've got no game to talk about, uh, what we're going to be doing throughout the podcast is everyone's going to take three players to review. We're going to, These guys are going to be on the, the fringes of the list. Uh, they might be on the fringes of contracts. So we're going to, throughout the podcast, we're not going to do it all in one hit, but we're going to go through... Uh, each one is going to take three players. We're going to review their year to date and what their season has to come and, and their career has to come. Now, we are going to talk about football. Obviously, um, the first thing I want to bring up is it's been a bizarre year of football. I mean, typified even more so on the weekend where you just can't, you just can't pick winners. It's impossible to pick winners. Uh, we've got, I would say, every team outside of the eight has either beaten or got close to beating a top four side. It's... Collingwood ourselves have beaten the top four side. We've lost by a kick to two teams inside of the eight. Uh, and look, a couple of the teams we've lost are below us. It's just a bizarre year of football. How, where do you think Collingwood's placed in that, Bianca? I mean, it's hard to tell. We're, we're one game away from being fifth and one one win from fifth and one loss from 17th. Yeah. Like it's, there's, what, nine teams within a, within a game of fifth and Sydney one step behind. The best four to seven team of all time, really. It's yeah. it, over the next couple of weeks we'll be able to tell exactly where we are, but at this stage it's almost impossible to tell. Yeah. Does the Melbourne loss hurt even more after the end of the bias, knowing that we'd be inside the eight oh, after uh, if we had a one? And and look at what Melbourne did the week after. They look like millionaires against the Bulldogs mm-hmm. when they just scraped over the line to us with some help from the umpires. Do you ever do that old schoolyard thing? Oh, well, your team be your team, so I can be your team then. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> if you did that this year, every team would be on the bottom of the line. <laughs> we might be in the eight, though. Yeah. <laughs> and the second question I have for the intro is, you have a look at the core of our list. So we've got to the, the midway point in a year that we were all hoping to make finals. And the question is, is the core of the list actually good enough? Now, we've been inside every... Like, we've been had a chance to win every game. Every single game we've been in a position to win, and we've only won five of them out of 12. Is the question is is the list good enough? Does it need a little bit of a rebuild? Does it need a, a a rethink? And if so, how much of that is Nathan Buckley's fault? So is he coaching well or is he coaching his own mess? I think the list is there. The bulk of the list, I think, is there. Like uh, another key forward is needed, hundred percent. Like just to help out Darcy, it needs needs to happen. Yeah. Anyone will be great, or not anyone, but someone to help out would be amazing. But you think you look around the ground in our other key p- p- positions. You got Ruck. Grundy's young, uh, the mid midfields, Adams, Trelaw, they're all young, down yeah. defence, they're all young there. The list is there, I just, it's not, not quite there. I want to discuss just on that, so you think, and I think a lot of people, it's been said everywhere, that we need a key forward, right? So what does that make Darcy Moore? Is Darcy Moore the guy that you build the forward line around, or is he a forward, a forward ruck? I think he's potentially the best forward ruck in the comp and that him and Runt Grundy can make this amazing ruck combo for the next 10 years. But I don't think he's a sole key forward. So he's a rich man's Jesse White? 
He's the richest. <laughs> <laughs> the richest man's Jesse White. I think it's still far too early to tell for, for more, though. Like yeah. it, we, I mean, I think I expected a little bit more out of him at this stage, but he still shows sign of, signs of improvement. The thing is, personally, I think we're not going to get a forward that's better than Darcy Moore without getting a draft pick we're going to have to yeah. Yeah. you're yeah. going to have to pay a price for a good forward that's a fair call i was um i was having a look at the mid-season review that was started by trade draft on the big footy um, forum and there was a guy called buzz buzz who had a perfect sum up of of the list and i am behind him 100% but i think it all relies on whether Elliot can can stay fit oh it's massive it's his um, involvement in that side. As soon as he came in, our improvement was through the roof. Like our our backline is strong enough, especially with Reed in. Um, our midfield has has been strong enough, extremely strong enough to to be able to take on any team. But our forward line is where we've struggled. Yeah. But if if Reed uh, if Elliot can stay fit, I think that's all we need. Uh, we can definitely make finals. Whether we get anywhere in the finals, I'm not sure. But we can we can make it. Yeah. He's, he may be five foot nothing, but he's actually our full forward and he's our X factor. Yep. Like, so he plays taller than he is, but he actually can create things from nothing like no other player. Well, I'd say for solo is capable, but not as consistent. And it was no coincidence that our best football came when Elliot was absolutely dominating. Yeah. You, have, you put him in that Melbourne game, add two or three of his goals and a little bit of magic and we win that and game. You win it every day of the week. So, Buzz Buzz mentions he's fast, talented, applies pressure and has an incredible goal sense. He makes defenders worry and he kicks goals when he sh- that he should kick. Yeah. Like it's... It's what all we our don't forwards have a lot of lack. Like that, yeah. Yeah. All of our forwards lack that. They just miss the easy shot from yeah. 30 out and then it just kills you. He's very reliable. Kills you. The guy led our goal kicking two or three years in a row before he went down last year with the back injury and it was yeah. a massive loss last year. Yeah. yeah. And you can see the difference this year when he's playing and he's not playing. It's streets yeah. yeah um the other question i have is i know they all they've all felt big but is this the biggest game of the year for us coming into port we're five and seven the difference between going six and seven and having a sniffer finals and five and eight we're out it's as simple as that. is this the biggest game of the year i yeah <laughs> i'm just it is it's you just you said it all there it is 100 percent. we have to we have to win Team nods. We, we're all nodding. We're just like <laughs> we have to we're win this scared. game. Well, what are the conference? What are the confidence levels like going in? Low. Well, I mean, it's an interesting point. I think I agree with you, and I'm be interesting to see your ins and outs later. I will bring up probably later Callum Brown and the team. I don't know if we can carry him this week, like a like mm. a like a new player. We may disagree there. Yeah, no. Interesting. Mm. No, but um, I think yeah, it's vital. Incredibly. Right. Port's a scary game. They're, when they're on, their pressure is immense. And I think they're the best defensive team in the league. I uh, read that today. But if they have, I don't know, they haven't been 100% on If we get a game where they might be off with their defensive pressure, then we could definitely get up. Definitely. When was the last good game we played against Port? I don't remember the last one. It's been a while. They've We've had our numbers since the elimination oh, final, I think. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, the noise I was making during all the Port games. <laughs> all I remember yeah. from Port, uh, he just dropped his laptop, by the way. Uh, <laughs> um, Saved it. Yeah, he did. Well, he, you could have caught it. And then, <laughs> and then you're like, no, it's safe now. And then it's all again. <laughs> okay, it's it's a bit of a cop, so I couldn't catch it on the first. had to get it on the second. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I remember from Port Adelaide games was Heath Shaw throwing oh, the footy of that guy's head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a bad night. I was there that night. So that was a shocking yeah. night, man. So, 
We're going to move on before we move to our segments. I'm going to start the player reviews with my three players, and the first one being Mason Cox. So I've split my reviews up to um, the year so far, their contract situation, and you know what the rest of 2017 and their career holds. So the first one is Mason Cox, and his year so far, uh, I give it a, a three out of ten. I know I'm harsh on him, but it's just a, I think he's at the wrong club where he should still be a project player and playing in the VFL every week and maybe playing against an AFL opponent, opponent that suits him. But when he was playing early in the year, we needed him to be a lot better than he is capable of being. So we, I think that the games that he played, there was no defensive pressure. I think he would have taken four or five marks in four or five games. He just wasn't an aerial presence at all. And on top of that, he wasn't kicking as straight as he, as he was last year either. And I think that's been... The response has been what I expected from Buckley. He spent the rest of you know, the last two months in the VFL. Mm. So you look at his contract. He's in the third year of what was a pretty expensive three-year deal. I know it doesn't really count against the cap. But he was on 180 or almost 200 grand a year uh, for three years. This is his third year. And it's... Getting to that point now where, he's, where we start to think, well, is this guy going to make it? Is he going to become what we want? Is he worth more of an investment to see if he'll come good? Because he's 26 years old. Is he going to come good at 28, 29, 30? Mm-hmm. Is he worth the time put into him for that little window of when he, if he does come good at 29 or 30, that he can be a presence? Is he worth that time and that effort? Well, just on his contract, first of all, he's rookie listed, uh, international rookie, Doesn't, so yeah. he's not in the cap. Doesn't count on the so cap. So that means to upgrade, the reason why he probably hasn't been upgraded is because it, once he is, he'll be put into the cap. Yeah. Um, so, it's a, you, I mean, you summed it up pretty well there. I think he is a very, very good secondary ruck. Now, if you look at ruckmen that we've had over the last 10 years, mm-hmm. the caliber of players I won't mention because we always usually make fun of them. But David Fanning. David Fanning, <laughs> Brian Richards, you know. These guys, I mean, he's better than all of them and he would poss- possibly be, I reckon, on par with just, just under Josh Fraser in that sort of team. I think... And he's, he's a good ruckman. I don't think he's any better than David Fanning or Guy Richards. I think it's just because he's, you know, like the guy that we've been watching lately that we see a little bit of snippet from. But I remember snippets from Fanning I remember one game where Guy Richards played well in eight years. <laughs> I don't know. He's kicked more goals than them, I'd say, combined oh, in his yeah. career. Just because he played forward, yeah. Look, there is... I remember a couple of times last year, I'm thinking, this guy is going to be a weapon one day. Mm. But it just it, the progress this year is stalled completely to a point where I don't know if he's worth going again next year. So the question is, how does the rest of this year look? And then 2018 beyond. I think we've looked better with a small forward line. And I think he's going to struggle to play more than four or five games in the second half yeah, of the with, year. With Reid coming back in, I Especially, doubt whether he'll be able to make it into the team. Exactly. Mm. Um, I reckon it's a bit of out of sight, out of mind from you guys. Because I think if Grundy went down, he could sort of fill the void. Well, he'll have to. He'll have to. And, and I think yeah. he's better than any other um, um, alternative. Because what are they going to do? They're going to get a 28-year-old, 29-year-old Ruckman. Um, I think that he's better than an alternative. No, you're 100% right. If Grundy goes down, Cox is not a bad replacement yeah, to have. Let's stop talking like... about Grundy going down. No, I feel saying. like if we put that into the ether, it might happen. Nah, there is and no we ether. don't need that to happen. Ether, <laughs> ether. ether. There's a jinxing ether that we're talking <laughs> So I move on to my second player, and it's Jared Blair. Now, Jared, we've talked Ooh. a lot about Jared Blair in here. Get him out. Um, oh. And I, I want to start off by saying the guy has given us good service I mean he's a premiership player yeah you got to respect him and he you know he's, cu- he's cost us nothing he's like he's never demanded a big contract he's always given uh, you know he's, he's all um, yeah. but there's I no think, lack of effort 
I think this year uh, was something I was predicting that he'd be in and out of the team. And I was hoping that that would mean that we were more successful. That if Jared Blair was a guy that was picked every single week for the last two, three years, um, in spite of supporter protests, if he was in and out of the side, it would mean that two or three guys have pushed their way up. Um, Now, two or three guys have pushed their way up, but they haven't been playing that much better than Blair. Um, But I think where he's at at the moment... like So his season's been okay. Like It's just been average. It's been Jared Blair-like. Um, but the problem for him is that at that stage of his career, we should be putting games into Tim Broomhead. We should be putting games into Callum Brown. We should be putting games into James Aish, Jordan Dugowie. All of those guys should be ahead of him and seem to be ahead of him. So I think the big litmus test will come this week after he's had a 39-touch game in the VFL. And whether or not he's going to get picked after that. Because you can't play much better in the V... He can't... I don't think he'll be able to play much better. No. And force his way in if he doesn't get picked this week. No. Now, Jared Blair's at the... He's in the last year of his deal. And I don't know if he has much trade value. So there's a big... There's going to be question marks coming into the end of this year for him. Whether he can scrape onto the list. Or whether it's... You know, Colin would have to move on him. Or or try to get something for him. Whether a Gold Coast or... He'd be about 26, 27. He's, I don't think oh, he's wow. really that old at all, he's is he? Like than I he's, thought, yeah. would have his good years left. Yeah, so it's not really retirement time, is it? Yeah, so look, he's going to be a guy that for the rest of this year we have on the list and we know that he's going to, if he comes in, he's going to be busting his ass yeah. because he's going to have his career on the line. It might be worth just keeping him in the back pocket. Well, the back not po- as in like the back pocket on the ground? In, or in the back, back pocket of the <laughs> He's never played back before. <laughs> But yeah, look, I think his career's in a little bit of trouble. Um, I think he would know. I think Buckley would know. I think that he's at the crossroads and he would have needed a a much better year than he's having to stay on the list. And it's going to be a a massive point of interest in the second half of the year. I think he will play footy in the second half of the year. I think, you know, we're going to cop an injury to your Varkos, your Broomheads. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of those, or Callum Brown might might even get dropped, you know, just because he's not up to the AFL uh, intensity yet. Yeah. But I think he's in big trouble going in. I, I'm picking him not to be at Collingwood next year. Rating I, out of 10? A rating out of 10 uh, for this season, I gave him a 3. Um, and I yeah, I don't have him at Collingwood in 2018. But I think he can squeeze onto like a Gold Coast list yeah, uh, next a year. as a good, He's still handy as a depth player somewhere. About Joe Blair, the comments on social media are so harsh. People are saying it was never good. Oh, well, yeah, very uh, short memory. Yeah. It's crap, yeah. yeah. It's crap. He yeah. used to be he really certainly good. Has, well, yeah, despite that, I do agree with everything you said. Yeah. He does yeah. deserve a lot more respect than what he gets, yeah. for sure. His yeah. last couple of years haven't been up to scratch, but his premiership year and even the year after that, he was... Yeah, his he didn't tackling, make a mistake. His tackling yeah. pressure yeah. A few years was... After that, and he was had a year where Luke Ball went down with a knee and he moved into the middle and started to get 20, up. 25 every week. He used to claim that we were related to him because his family was from 1,000. That's right. That stopped pretty quick, didn't it? The last of my three players is Tim Broomhead. Uh, I, I find Broomhead a really interesting one. Uh, he's a guy that I've rated for a while, and when you really look back at what he, the output is, I'm rating him on, on little snippets. Like, he's never put the package together. He's never actually shown the promise. Mm. You know, he's never feel, fulfilled the promise. So, I have his season to date at a 5 out of 10, because I think this is his best year so far. Like, he's had some games where he got, like, 26 touches and was really good against Sydney. He showed, uh, before he was injured, he he showed that he was just starting to put it together. Mm. But then he has shockers, like that Carlton game was a nightmare. I think he got four or five kicks, and every single one of them was a turnover. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I, I like the signs in the first half against Melbourne. And he has one more year deal, one more year left on his deal. So I think he's one of the reasons why Blair's not getting a game is because Buckley's cut the cord and said, look, we need to find out about this guy. We need to find out if he's going to be sent to South Australia at the end of the year in a trade or, or is he, does he have a spot in our best 22? So in the second half of the year, I think he will maintain his spot in the side. Well, if he stays fit. And he's going to be one of those guys on the periphery of fighting with Dugowie, fighting with Callum Brown, fighting with Blair, fighting with Farco, fighting with Aish for that best 22 spot. But if he can actually put it all together and get to clean run with injuries, I think he's potentially not best 22, but best 25, and can keep his spot on the list for the foreseeable future. I agree with you. What did you rate him out of 10? That's the one I'm most interested in. Five out of 10. Five out of 10, okay. He's shown a little bit more promise. I think he's having his most promising year. Now, we've got a new segment to uh, to try out, and Saliba's going to um, have some fun with it. Yeah, it's called... What's it called again, Dom? <laughs> <laughs> Please, Please stop, stop doing that. that. It's so polite. It's like, stop we it, might do a rant next week. No, this time we'll go... Please stop doing that. <laughs> Please stop doing that with Saliba. No, it's like passive aggressive, like, please stop doing that. Oh, right. I was it's going to be a harsher tone. Yeah, okay. Well, um, <laughs> this week I've uh, thought about something that I want to not happen in the AFL. And the thing that's annoyed me the most is a couple of weeks ago, um, they said that you're not allowed to jump a punch anymore. That's really annoyed me. It's really ticked me off as a segment. I don't want to... Swear it, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really annoyed me because like when I was young and a kid, I used to jump a punch with a, a friend of mine called Lewis Glenn, and we used to do this because we're too wimpy to fight. <laughs> what are we gonna have to do now? We're gonna have to actually fight. Like, what about the feeble people in the playground? <laughs> so, you know, we'll throw it around to the other people. What is really ticking you off, and what should they please stop? Ah, uh, what's ticked me off since yesterday on Footy Classified is Hutchy. He's got a huge problem with thinking that journalists are more entitled to what, what they should be. He And Buckley stood up pretty well, but um, when it comes to what your club, the club thinks the public should be privileged to, is up to them. Hutchie's saying that it should be open doors to everybody and the reason why people have bad blood with the media is because they have to try and get stories from different places and there's no trust and blah, blah, blah. We have to understand that if players don't want a camera shoved in their face before training in a car park, mm, yeah. that that's like we have to leave them alone. If you were, it, you know, if I was in that position, and I want to talk about my public life or what I'm going to do at the end of a contract because I haven't made that decision yet. They should leave it at that. He's an entitled weirdo with bad posture, and he I can't stand him. So please <laughs> stop that, Hachi. <laughs> All right. Mine is Dwayne Russell. Yes. Now, I'm sick of Dwayne Russell's over-enthusiasm and needless, intentionally inflammatory dumb comments. Like, I can't stand when this guy commentates Collingwood games. He Everything is the best something of the round. Like, I want you to please, please, stop saying chaos ball. I'm, if I hear chaos ball one more time, I'm going to cry. Stop saying... Make it someone else's problem. Everything is make it someone else's problem yeah. to Dwayne Russell. Stop saying every good handball is the handball of the round. It's not the handball of the round. It's just a good handball. <laughs> There's no handball of the round, Dwayne. <laughs> stop being you, Dwayne Russell. Please stop doing that. Jeepers, <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, look, my please stop doing that is just to the Channel 7 coverage and pre-game coverage. 
Please stop. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Rubbish. Before the game show, I find it real awkward. Oh, it's it's, it's terrible. Just awkward. It is. I try rather listen to Fox, uh, watch Fox Footies like game coverage because yeah. they just have like four or five guys talking about the better. game. And, Way better. Yeah. Another one. Please stop zooming in, Channel Seven. <laughs> we want to see options. <laughs> now we're going to go to uh, Andrew Saliba's player reviews. Now <laughs> the the first player that I'd like to talk to talk about is Alex Fasolo. Ooh, Faz. <laughs> Fazzy, Fazzy boy. Now listen, Alex Fasolo. Look, a lot's been said this year about, you know, his depression and the way he's been playing, kicking a lot more, a lot of points rather than behinds. I don't really want to focus on that because I think we've discussed that in previous weeks and what he can be. I want to actually, I want to talk about what he can be. <laughs> now, at the start of his career, Alex Solo, he wore number 35 and he played against Melbourne and he kicked a great goal with one of his first kicks mm. in football. And that was his first year, and he was the sub in the 2011 Grand Final. We all thought this guy was going to be very, very good. He saw, and then Buckley played him at half back, and mm. you thought that he was going to rise to the occasion, maybe, and become like, become like, take on the challenge, mm. you know, like maybe like, like Leon, Leon Davis, Davis. Yeah. Yeah. like yeah. Leon Davis, you know. And he didn't. He and then fans were complaining. They were saying, "Play him where he's supposed to, Bucks." But I mean, if this guy was like gonna be a great player, he should have. I felt risen to to that to that sort of. Yeah. Peak or whatever. Yeah. So my question to you guys is, what is the ceiling for Alex Fasoli? Is he always just going to be a small forward that's good for a couple of goals a game, or is he going to be the player that I thought he could be, which is maybe like a like as good as Alan Didac? Well, he's not going to be as good as Alan Didac. We have to get that out of our minds right now. Um, I think he has maybe a little bit of improvement left, but the best games he are playing, he's playing now are probably. What he's capable of for his career, like he's in the sweet spot now. He's at twenty four, twenty five. I don't know what other role he's going to play that's going to bring out better football in him. Like he's when he has a good game, he's kicked, like last year he started the year off red hot. He kicked six goals against Richmond and looked good. But I don't, I don't see much more improvement out of it. I think he's reached his ceiling pretty much. I feel like he played his best football when he had a bit more arrogance. And if mm. he can, if he can get back into that mindset, then he can definitely improve. Mm. And he can he can be one of those key forwards that we need alongside Elliot. Both of them in the side playing the best footy they can with would be an unbeatable super team. When they're playing, but when they're both playing well, it's super dangerous. Yeah, the, the thing is though, I mean, he he goes up for marks. He doesn't play as a, a, a small crummy. He's not a yeah. crummy. Yeah, he when really, he should, he probably should. I know. He really feels like he's sort of doing his own thing. Yeah, mm. all of the time. I think he's one player though that will definitely be- benefit from having Elliot back. Yeah, like as a defender that then goes Elliot, he gets freed up again. He's one yeah. player that. Potentially could end up kicking more goals and having more touches with Elliot fit. Yeah. Which would make him look like a better player anyway. So, Next player I want to talk about... Oh, uh, out of 10? Rating? For this year? Yeah. Uh, I probably shouldn't say. I'm pretty harsh. <laughs> I'm a harsh bastard. Get him. I'd probably Get him. say four. Yeah, fair yeah. That's fair. reasonable, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. The second player that I want to talk about is Jesse White. Woo, woo, woo. Jesse White. Hey, hey. hey. Now, Jesse White, um, I have always not liked Jesse White. Um, nothing against the guy, but just uh, just the style of play. You know, he came in sort of with a lot of promise, 
um, didn't really deliver, and it was got so bad that um, <laughs> this one time you praised him at the start of the game, Bianca. Yeah. And because um, he did one good thing, he had one then, good kick. Yeah, Collingwood uh, lost that game by and a lot. Then from there, he turned it over about three times. Yeah, he, he, had, a, he had a bad game, <laughs> and I was so angry at you that I said, "I'm going to write a contract, and it's going to be." You are not allowed to say anything nice about Jesse White until us three supporters sign this contract. Yeah. And we gave it to you, you signed it. I had to sign and it. And now you're not allowed to say anything about Jesse White. No. Nice, yeah. No. Every been... time he does something good, I'm like, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was pointing rigidly at, through, at her through all out that whole thing. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm, his, I'm his biggest critic. I've never really liked him. Um, but having said that, there's sort of a role in the side for him, you know. I mean, as a, we're going small, like and fast with this forward line, and he is a small and fast player, even though he's like slightly tall. So my question to you guys is: Or do you think he's going to be around? The the I mean, he's obviously had a poor year so because last he's, he's, he's this is the last year of his contract. I think he signed a one year extension last year. Mm-hmm. And on last year's form, he would have been a handy player this year. Yeah, but he started the year off like of crap, of very poor, and then did the hamstring. He's been out for what yeah. five or six weeks. The yeah. problem with him is that he he touches the ball and something will go wrong and then it'll be turned over. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> we are in a precarious situation. We need everything to go right because yeah, yes. we're not that good. <laughs> but we we're getting to the point where we're sort of good, and it's like one or two things can cost us games now. So it, it's sort of lucky that he's out as well a little bit, yeah. and he also misses tough. Set shots, and I don't mean tough set and shots. Easy as in, set shots. Like angle set shots. I mean tough set shots as in the games on the line. Yeah, yeah pressure, yeah. pressure, pressure moments. Yeah. So for me, I think that he, I agree with you, would be handy right now as, as that type of player. But I think it's uh, it might be the last year for him. I think it's definitely. The but last barring year. a I, massive amount of injury to our forward line, I think he's done. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't been all that healthy himself I think he had another injury in the VFL recently yeah he did his hamstring hamstring. and he's but the other thing that I mean he's also the backup rock really I mean if you thought about at the start of the season he'd be the the number two I think it's been a blessing in disguise having him go down it's because Mm. we found out more about Darcy Moore and yeah. Darcy Moore in the ruck playing the Jesse White role has been much better. Yeah. He's a better decision um, maker. That's having sure. said that, it would have been handy. Even with the smaller, faster forward line, Jesse White fits into that or did fit into that because he was more or less a high, a tall forward flanker. He's not a key forward. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, but I think his days are numbered. It would take an absolute miracle for him to come back and dominate a few really important <laughs> games <laughs> for him to get another extension. It's not going to happen. They did try him in defence last year yeah, in the VFL. Like, oh, yeah. No? I no, wasn't that effective though because he played a couple of AFL games late last year in defence and it was yeah 50-50 okay the next player um, it's interesting that we said that uh, that it was lucky that that player was getting uh, injured I think it's sort of lucky that Oxley is injured I want to talk about Adam Oxley and why why is it lucky well I think that Ox- I rate Oxley I like him he's a good player um, no, I don't He's not, not really, doesn't really play like a hard game. Plays a high possession outside game. And I think this would be the year where Buckley would sort of keep him out of the side, you know? So I, I think it's lucky from Buckley's point of view and, and people um, critiquing him. Um, for, it's, a, for, it's lucky that he's, he's injured, mm. right? But I think there's a role for Oxley. And I, I feel like he might be a type of player that would be traded or delisted at the end of the year. But I feel like with Wells going out, um, like a fast wingman, not necessarily a halfback, 
But I, I think a type of player that can kick well, like Oxley, like he sort of reminds me a little bit of Seisman, who I really liked, but with a better mark. I think I think there's a room for him, maybe even a half forward. I don't think at half back. What do you guys think? I think he's completely finished. Um, and like you said, I think there was we talked about it. There's three or four guys that are playing for the same position now, so he would be in direct competition with Scharenberg, mm. with Langdon, with Ramsey, probably with Aish as that half back winger guy. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't he was fully he wasn't getting a game when he was fully fit. Mm-hmm. Now he's had a hip he's had hip surgery, so he's out for ten weeks. And I'm not sure how his contract goes. He might have one more year left, actually. But I, we're not going to see him this year at any stage. And I'd be surprised if we do next year. I think I'd like to see some other players in before him. And the, out of the people that Dom has just mentioned, if he can make it into the team next year, I'd, I'm not going to be a happy person. I'd rather see those other players. You don't think he could be an outside midfielder? I mean, he, he can, he's proved that he can accumulate the ball. He's slower than a wet week. He's slow. Mm. You don't find him slow? You don't find half of our other players slow. Like, I agree with you. I always thought I really liked Oxley. He has a great pair of hands. He came onto the scene and looked good, didn't great he? Great pair yeah. of hands, and he can kick it well, and a lot of our players can't do either. Yeah. So, while you'd rather see other players, if you've got someone who can actually do it, why not have him in? Like, yeah. We'll see how he comes off the injury, I guess. Mm, that'll be interesting. I think... I Look, don't quote me on it, but I think he's contracted for next year, so he'll get one more crack yeah. at it. But have to play, he'll have to play really good football. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Now... That's the end of Saliba's play reviews. We're going to move on to an, another new segment from Bianca. We've reached the halfway mark of the year. And she's going to go through the best of this year. The best mark, the best this, the best... You're the best! Best moments of 2017. So, I'm talking about my three favourite moments of the year. Yep. My first favourite moment and the most stressful night of my life would have to be the one point win over Sydney. Now I know it was a, a high stress game yeah, talk about stress. but I love that shit. <laughs> Fucking love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> For Solo's four goals, my man Vark's kicking two. Like it just brings me joy and I feel like that was something that Hosky! Um, Hosky! The old hyphen Hosk. Yeah. Um, that, that was one of my favourite moments. To the start of the year it sort of Bought me hope for the whole season. Um, my second favourite moment was Greenwood tagging in the Geelong game. I've never seen him play better. Yeah. Um, he showed us what he's capable of in a role like that. And I think that we could utilise him more when tagging. Um, but he shut them down. He shut them down and he won that game for us. It was unreal. Um, that Geelong game as a whole, well showed us great signs. And there was 13 goal kickers. So, again, that Geelong game... Um, Greenwood in particular, but that whole game was another one of my favourite moments. Oh, Varko of halfback set up the win. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Almost all of these moments include Varks. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, it's okay, he's not that injured. <laughs> yeah. No, he's like injured, he's dead, he's not my dad, where is he? And of course, the third would have to be the comeback against the Hawks. Six goals oh, down. Oh, so good, yes. Um, Half time kicking nine goals to Hawthorne's one. It doesn't get better than that. Shutting down Hawthorne mm. has been a powerhouse side for God knows how long. We haven't, just we haven't felt, beaten them in so long. Haven't beaten oh. them for, what was it? Since 2011. It felt so good, it warmed my heart. I love this amazing. <laughs> yes. This is a great set. <laughs> just getting happy. Um, yes. Yeah. Best, best player of the year. And I'm sure Louis would agree with me on this. It's Taylor Adams. Chris, I thought you were Chris May. Chris May. Chris May. 
Taylor Adams has been our best. We've had nothing but consistent punishment from him in the midfield. Um, for, Anzac Day stands out as his worst, but he was rotated forward and struggled with goal kicking. Other than that, I don't remember him having a horrible game. He, probably um, Queen's birthday. Probably the Melbourne game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the well, Melbourne he game. didn't play well I, on Anzac Day either. Oh, I'm going to override actually, you and say Jeremy Howe. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody for Jeremy Howe? I got Jeremy Howe, yeah. I'll I'll take take it, it, Anzac Day probably does stand out as his worst, but Anzac Day was a horrible day, yeah, and I've cancelled that out of my memory. As I have the Melbourne game, I forgot what happened. Yep. Oh, um, well, uh, Jeremy Howe played game. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Howe took mark of the century. But uh, averaging 30 disposals at 70% efficiency, he, he obviously still has room for improvement, and that's what's most exciting, but I think he's a big contender for the Copa. He's been our best, most improved, I think. I think our most improved has been Maynard as well. Yeah, Maynard. Oh, yeah. Yep, Jay uh, Clark would agree with you on the agenda. Jay Clark. But um, let's not talk about other podcasts. Don't talk about <laughs> our podcast on their podcast. I mean, um, Jay but, uh, I honestly Jay. think Taylor Adams is our future captain. Ooh, good Ooh, call. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like we'll it. Be putting it out there. Yeah. We'll, or should... I think Pendles have three or four years left at least, but it will be interesting. I thought you were going to say Pendles Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Pendles is playing to his 40. Young boy's coming in. What's your favourite moment of the, the year so far? My favourite moment is every week watching the game and just trying to I work out. With you guys. No. Oh. Yeah, no, it's just crazy. Nah, that's crazy. You. Yeah, it is. <laughs> just watching every game and trying to work out when Howe's taking a hanger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every time he takes it, you're out of your seat. Waiting you just wait for it. My favourite, the best moment of the year for me, you've already touched on it, was the Will Hoskin Elliott goal from the pocket oh, against Sydney. So like, I scared my girlfriend <laughs> so much that night. She had no idea the, the kind of rabid psycho you that I turned into. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I managed to hide it away for two years, but it came out. That <laughs> uh, was definitely my favourite. I think uh, my best player for the year uh, is probably... It's an even lock between Taylor Adams and Jeremy Howe mm. uh, with Pendles... Just a shade behind, but I think he'll yep. catch him. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Jeremy Howe. Um, I would say my favorite part of the year was just just probably one of one of the many smothers from Maynard. Yes. Oh, every or time. one of the many tackles. Beautiful. From yes. <laughs> Anything from Maynard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kicks from Maynard. Chiseling. Handballs from Maynard. <laughs> Uh, he got handle of the round every round. Sure. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, Dwayne Russell will be all over that. It's a chaos ball. Okay, Bianca, we're going to move on to your player review. So which three players are you bringing to the table? The three Gs. Greenwood, Grundy and Goldsack. Like it. Zacco. Um, my boy Greenwood, always loved him because he's hard at the ball. He battles in the midfield. He had the best game against Geelong and he plays best when he's tagging. And I think that we need to see more of that. Um, Hawthorne would have been a great game to do so although Buckley doesn't think that Mitchell had a big impact I, I still would have seen I would have liked to see 50 <laughs> possessions obviously he had a but, quiet one I mean it would have been good to see Greenwood shutting down anyway um, but then that's that defensive addition to the midfield that oh, we might not and the defensive addition want. to the forward line he's been fantastic yeah, over the last month he has yeah. he has every time he's been brought into the into the forward line he, he really hasn't disappointed but he you has... can't tell me you don't see the rationale by not putting him in the midfield because you you've got attacking players in there you know what I mean it's like when Mick when we got good in 2009-2010 it was like alright well we won't put Brody Holland or whoever is yeah. in there as a tagger anymore cause yeah we're, we're gonna win we're, we're, we're dominant we're gonna win yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. look um 
he he has had a, a couple of quiet games. Melbourne went quiet after quarter time. Um, but I think, as a whole, after a leg injury in 2015 and a hamstring at the start of the year, I'm really happy with his form. Um, he's he's missed a couple of momentum goals, like eight, 11 behind, but he's kicked five goals. He averages 3.2 tackles and 16.7 disposals. I think he's a massive pickup for us. He's... Contract was a four-year deal at the Pies for one point eight million. It started in two thousand fifteen, so we got him for a couple more years. Next year is his last year. Next year. Next year is the fourth year of that deal. So fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. And then eighteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I rate him a six point five out of ten for the season. Love him. Yeah, Love him. he's a great barometer for us. Like obviously, like a few of the guys, he's not a great kick. Yeah. But when he's up and about. Tackling, harassing, um, playing well. Usually, we're playing well as a team. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the form over the last month, if he continues that, I think we're going to win more games than we lose. Yep, hundred percent. He's only twenty-eight years old. Like he's he's getting up there, but I think we've got a lot of time mm. left. With it would be interesting to see what happens at the end of that deal. He'd be twenty-nine, moving on thirty, mm. and how much money if he stays another year or two, where he sits on our midfield scale. Well, I think if he stays in this sort of form, um, he'll be an important player to keep. Um, Grundy. Grundy is, and I'm calling it, All-Australian Ruckman for the year. If we can... Uh, if Gorn and Sanderlands are down, I think he's on par with those other Ruckman. And it's all about the end of Collingwood season, as you said. If we if we can win those games and he continues to play the form that he has, I think he's a contender for All-Australian. Um, from last year, he's gone from 26 hit-outs to 38.9 hit-outs a game. Ooh, Couldn't have improved more if he tried. That's, yeah. That's He's missed one game since 2015. He's got a background in, in basketball, which makes him a really agile player as well. And around the ground, he's he's very vital. He's turned into another midfielder. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I rate him a 7 out of 10. I think he's one of the most important players we'll ever have. And the fact that uh, he's 22 or 23 years of age and, you know, Ruckman don't really mature and hit their peak until their late 20s is yeah. uh, exciting for us. Very exciting. All the little kinks he has in his game, like the poor handballing, he's still not a strong mark. Still makes the odd dumb decision with his kicking. I think those will all improve until he's easily the best ruckman in the comp. Yeah. He'll be Dean Cox. And um, his pressure's great too. 4.2 tackles averaging at this stage. Yeah. I think he's, he can show that he can improve areas in the game that's hard to improve. Yeah, at, exactly. At their hit out. So I agree with you. I feel like he's got a high ceiling. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Out of 10, curiosity. curiosity. I would give him an 8. I gave I him a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Yep. Who's, yep. who's last? Uh, Goldsack, coming off last season, which started with a knee recovery, a thumb injury, and mostly VFL games, he's he's come out this year and proved to us that he's still got some fuel it's left in him. Bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope he comes back healthy from his shoulder injury, and I think that he will. But he's such a versatile player, and he stands up in most contests. Um, his best game this year was easily against Brisbane. He killed it. But he's averaging 13 disposals at 80% efficiency. And the best stat that I could find that he absolutely kills the rest of our team is the one percenters. Mm. Yeah, I think he's leading the league. Leading the, It's 7.7. Yeah. Everyone else is like capping it at 2. Yeah. But he's he puts in that much effort. It's a joke. Um, his contract is set to end at the end of this year as well. Um, but I'd like to keep him within the side. I've got a stat for you. 100%. How about this? Collingwood's highest score against this year was against Melbourne, and he wasn't playing. Mm. Ooh. By two points, but still. 
Yeah. Um, Interesting. I think he's vital for the defense. Yes. And Definitely. I reckon I really want him back this week. Yeah. Yes. You know, another thing is that I think um, he's shown more leadership than I've ever seen out of him. Yeah. You know, like guys walk taller around him. His tackling is ferocious. He's, yeah. And that leadership that, that, in the back line. I mean, you talk about that Fremantle game, right? Playing with one arm. Yeah. It's you're like that's how you win fans over. That's how you win yep. teammates over. He's an animal. He's, he's um. I'll be interested to see what happens in the second half of the year if he can stay fit. Yeah. And he wants to go on. I think there'll be a contract there for oh, you. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, for Absolutely sure. Of course. So. I, I rated him a six, oh, sorry, a seven out of ten as well. Ooh, right. Interesting. Love, Ooh, love interesting. my G's. All right. All right, now. Interesting. Point Adelaide on Saturday afternoon. Uh, selection is big. We've got a few guys returning from injury, so we're going to turn to Mikey for the ins and outs. Yes, thank you. It's great to be back for the low IQ no teeth ins and outs. As you all know, I had my week off covering Bianca's segment. <laughs> so, is there something between them? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. So, um, crucial game. Like, Port Adelaide, like, must, must win must. game. We, yeah. we definitely have to win. And so, I've gone, I've gone four ins, four outs. When is Vox back? Well, I've, I'm getting rid of some youth and I'm going to bring in games. I think experience, we need people who know what they're doing. Level, level heads in this, yep. in this kind of game. So, yep. I'll just give you my outs. Uh, I might be harsh, but whatever. Smith. <laughs> Langdon, Crocker, and Broomhead. Ooh. Because unlike Dom, I see no stout piss off. <laughs> With Broomhead, you mean? Yeah, Broomhead, yeah. Broomhead. I've just got no no uh, time no for him at the moment. Yeah, and so with the ins, um, there's obviously big ins coming back. Reed and Varco, I imagine, are coming straight back into the side. God, Massive. I hope and, so. I mean, Reed is huge. He can play forward back. I don't really care where he is. Just put him on the ground. Yes, yep. and something will happen. Varks. The intensity of Arks, it's I love it. I've seen Varko off a back flank again. Oh, he works yeah. hard for yes. the money, so you better treat him right. And <laughs> look, I've got the sack on here. I'm not sure if it will be right. Like we're still waiting for media updates as yeah. well. But I, if the sack is Oof. ready to go, I don't want to risk it. I don't care if the I sack is ready to go. <laughs> the sack is in that side. That man can play with any injury. He can. Possible. Oh, he's swear. in the side. He's a tough nut. I'd be playing him if yeah. he's even half ready to go. Yeah. And I'm gonna pull one out here. Um, this bloke has to earn his money eventually. He's played a lot of games. Ooh. He's got to earn his money. He's kicked goals in the VFL. He's kicked goals in the VFL. I just think, Chris Mayne, if you need to like prove to a club that you were worth it, if there's a time for you to stand up, you come into this game coming off you the back of a good do VFL something, game. mate. You kick, you kick a bag of five. You stand up. Yeah. I think if there's a time, it's now. I agree. I think... After a bag in the VFL, a cheeky, cheap bag as it may be, yeah. they're going to look for an excuse to play him, and I think um, this is the week. Well, um, I think, and just on the back of what I was saying earlier, I think that um, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, Goldsack and uh, Reed and Varks in, um, and then I think Langdon out, and I think um, uh, Brown has to go out. You think okay. Callum won't last? Yeah, I thought you week. were going to mention Brown when you said you Yeah, because I, I feel like this is a very important game, and I feel like you had something to say before, so I, I want to hear it now. <laughs> um, and I just feel like we can we can make him, let him learn a, a yeah, week or yeah. two. I, I would say Callum Brown did... And Smith out top it. Yeah. yeah. Smith's going to be 50-50. Um, but I think Callum Brown stays in. I, I think... The way our list is situated is guys like, I think Callum Brown, Sharon Brown, unless they put in absolute shockers, they should be playing the rest of the year. Like we, if we had a, if we had a coach that was really solidified in his, in his job for the year after, and this was, you know, like, and we weren't 100% pressured for finals, 
Callum Brown would be playing every week for the end of the year. Like, to develop him as a player, develop him as a list. And he wasn't that bad against Melbourne. He just lacked a little bit of the pace and intensity, which I think he'll improve and get better at. Now's not the time, though, Dom. It's too important. <laughs> I, I actually rate him. I think he'll, I think he'll deliver a good, a good yeah. game. Oh. Well, I, I actually personally don't think Goldsack will play, so I think Reed will, um, and Barks will yeah. come in for Langdon and Smith. Yeah. But... I, I just think he's the th- he's there. Look, the man, like with my like I was tossing up between him and Crocker, like one of one of those two going out. Yeah. And I thought Crocker's had had more chances. Yep. Than Brown. Brown's had a game. Crocker's played a few last year, Three this games, year. Yeah. So I just thought Crocker go back out. Brown give him another crack. This is a pretty big game again. So, I mean, maybe it is too much for him to play in these massive, big games like crucial winning games. It's going to be interesting. I agree. I think. If there's ever a day for Maine to earn his pay packet, it's Saturday afternoon at the G. Absolutely. On that note, Mikey, we want uh, your three players in review. So I started with uh, the number 41, one Henry Slim Shady. <laughs> and uh, I think at the moment, I think, like, I really like Shady. He's young. Our back line at the moment functions well. We don't necessarily need him in the team. He's and good insurance. I think it's great to have him as a player. If we need to bring him in just to get some games in, into him, it's going to be massive. So he's he's uh, 23 years old. He's played 29 games. He's 197 centimetres. And what kills him is that he's 84 kilos. Mm. Yeah. The man needs to beef up and get a lot bigger to be able to be a good lockdown key defender. Needs to improve off his last VFL game. Yeah. Didn't have a good one. His last couple of AFL games were poor as well, which he's, is why he I got mean, dropped. We got him off for nothing from the Gold Coast yeah. rookie list. So he's, he's been valued. Like, he surprised me. Like, at the start of the year, he did a job. I think Lyndon Dundas overtook him. 100%. And Lyndon then, Dundas has been amazing. But just match-up-wise, we haven't needed that second tall defender. So I find it remarkable that Henry Shade's career is mimicking Jack Frost's career. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. how come we never... This guy's awesome. How come no one picked yeah. it up? And then, oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the different thing I see about Shade and Frost is the fact Shade can kick. Like, he's got a good left foot. He's running at yeah. 85% efficiency, which... Say Frost and Nathan Brown would just prob- they just got sea ball, kick ball, and I thought we really come back. Like, I thought yeah, we really missed Nathan Brown this year, and we haven't. We haven't at no, all. No, we haven't. Um, what'd you rate him out of ten? Right, I've given Frosty a Frosty. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I gave him. A, I've, I've given him a five point five. Just a pass. Like, he's had some cracking games. He kept Franklin to nothing. That's fair, yeah. He's in his yes. 250. Yeah. So, he's, yeah. you look at his peak, he's, cool. he's had some really good games, but his low has been, he's been junk. It's been good to have him there as depth as well. Yeah. Um, so, next? my next player, I've gone with Jack Crisp. Crispy! Um, I just felt like I wanted to talk about him, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Crispy, again, is 20, 23 years old. So, young. Still got plenty of improvements. 75 games. And this is what I like. He's 190 centimetres for a mid. That's, mm. He's a big, he's he's a big, nice big, big unit. And, um, so, Dom, you always say Greenwood is our barometer. Correct. Andrew and I have had this conversation before. Mm. Where we, see, we see Crisp as our barometer. Like, when you see him running down the wing, having four bounces, having yeah. a shot from goal, Collingwood are winning. Mm. Yeah. They are. And when Collingwood are losing, Crisp is doing one of those no-look blind handballs. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Get rid he, of the ball. If he even like, gets a possession. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, this is and this is where I sort of get with Crisp. Like he, I want to see him now at the second half of this year, going on to next year. Like he needs to take that next step. When where there's pressure around, he doesn't just crumble. He gets the ball and goes. I have the speed. I have the kick. Like I have the skills to be able to, yeah. like get out of this situation smartly. Like he he has it all there. He's just I hasn't 
hasn't quite tapped it yet. The way we've been playing over the last couple of months, when we've started to play a little bit better footy, it's been Crisp and other guys just charging through the middle of the yeah. ground. Yeah. I think actually the way we play really suits him. Hundred um, percent. He loves. He lo- thing about Chris, loves to run. What I don't like is he has these low flat kicks. Like he always kicks yeah, it low and he's kicking too well. fast at people. And like, and he ah, uh, the thing about Crisp is I've never seen Crisp play well in a losing game for Collingwood, except yeah. against Melbourne. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's because he's working well off that halfback yeah, flank. Yeah. The problem is Varko's coming back, and Varko is amazing. Amazing. Back. <laughs> yeah. So Jack is going to have to move back to the wing. Back and, to the wing. And whether that's whether he can play there, I mean, well, he can do a bit of both. He can be a defensive wingman. Well, Varko can certainly hop on the wing as well. Like, yeah, they yeah. could just swap there all day. Yeah. And have the best of both worlds, maybe. It will be interesting. Yeah. Um, what have you rated his year so far? I've given Crisp a six. Like, I think he's passed so far, yeah. but there's definitely room to lift. It's kind of like saying you're giving Collingwood a six. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, spot I on, think for a second, you're right. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. Um, and so for my next player, I've gone to number 32, the hyphen. Hey. Will Hoskin Elliott, another person I want to talk about. <laughs> Again, 23 years old. I've picked all 20, 23-year-olds. Possible future. Uh, he's played six, 65 games, so he's, again, up. He's very similar to Crispy, actually, in a lot of ways. Mm. But, um, so, Hosky, he has the X Factor for yeah. us. Going into mm-hmm. this year, next year, if there's someone who needs to unleash his talent and start having some confidence in his own skill, it's him. Like, yeah. His pace is phenomenal. He, he can chase down anyone. He can run oh, faster God, than anyone. He's kicking for goal, we've seen. He's... Kicked 11 First goals, class. three. One of our only good mm. goals. He's going at like 80% yeah. in front mm. of goal, which is crucial for us. I mean, he doesn't have that Collingwood mindset yet. He's still operating with the number. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that once he's indoctrinated in Collingwood, yeah. it's going to be horrible. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think for him, man, if he can, again, like Crisp, get to that next level. Actually, like I've compared both of their stats, and they're both nearly having the exact same year, like both averaging the same amount of touches. Uh, shots of goal score involvement. We really is crisp. Pressure acts. Yeah, I mean, Crisp is averaging. Wow. Crisp is averaging three more touches, but Hosker's kicked five or six more oh, go- goals. Okay. But everything else is basically exactly the same. I have a bit in more terms faith of stats. In the Hosk. Hmm. Yeah, so I, is I the think... Hosk gonna get any buffer? Like he's very skinny and slight, and that concerns me. Like, I I feel like I want a few extra kilos. Yeah, not yeah, too definitely. much that he gets slower. He's, yeah, it's true. Yeah. He's only 80 at the moment, 80, 80 yeah. kegs. He, he doesn't look very fragile, though. He could definitely put on 5 to 10. I think it's the difference between him becoming an elite player and and, and a very good Just player. Just a bit yeah. more strength. Yeah. I think uh, it's been a win for Collingwood. The second, like, he was an old number four pick in the draft for, mm-hmm. for uh, GWS. I think he's a very high ceiling. We got him for the second rounder last year, and he had, came to the club with a lot of injury problems, and he's been fit the whole time, mm. playing good football, healthy. Yeah. Um, I... I I think it'll be exciting what he can what he can do in the next couple of years so in a really good team. I definitely think he I think can get better. He'll be one of those guys that in, in a good team, he'll be. I reckon he'll be the cherry on the cake. Yeah, yeah he definitely room for improvement because I mean, as I said, he's been the same as Chris. I've ranked him a six as well. Like, yeah, they pretty much had the exact same year. They can both, I think, do a lot better. Yeah, like it. Now, uh, talking about recruits. Uh, before we move on to the Port Adelaide uh, tips for everyone, I want to get. I'm going to say we're delisting Louis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go through our four recruits for the year, uh, the free agents and the trades, and I just want a, a simple tick and across with about five seconds worth of justification. So we'll start with Will Hoskin Elliott Bianca. Tick, big tick. I think he's got massive room for improvement, and I back everything like he said. 
Tick. Great kick. Tick. Tick, tick what I said. <laughs> Lyndon Dunn. Massive tick. I love the Dunn. Done deal. Tick. Enough said. Tick. Uh, that's a big tick for me as well. Just carrying the back line, actually. Well, I never thought I would say that we can afford to put Ben Reid forward. And he's got that cheeky Collingwood attitude <laughs> as well. Is this a fantastic kick? Well, can we talk about the Ben Reid forward thing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. Just want to get through the rest of these. Okay. Uh, Chris Main. Cross. Massive cross. And it's an obvious cross. Yeah. Um, obvious and it's an obvious cross. But obviously, guys, if Louis was here, it'd be a big old tick. <laughs> yeah, you can safely say that. Now, the one that I, I find interesting is Daniel Wells. I, I have it as a cross because well, he was injury prone and he's got injured. But the games that he's played, we have been a significantly better football team. Like, much better. Yeah. Where, where, do, you, where do you sit? Uh, if, I could, if I could base my opinion off the games he's played, it'd be a big tick. Mm. But I want him to play more games. I, yeah. I, I, I'm un, unsure. I got across a uh, rugby fan summed it up to me today. He said sometimes it's like you're playing for 20, 20, with 21 men on a day. Just gonna, if he goes down the first quarter, you're fucked. If he goes down the last quarter, you're probably at an alright game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to happen. Yeah, uh, it's a cross. He just, I understand injuries happen, but he hasn't played enough footy to come over on that money. Ben Reid Ford, uh, Saliba? Um, well, a lot of comments in the, because they mentioned it today, Michael Christian, Christian mess, mess, uh, mentioned it today. Um, I think he needs to play in the back line because I think, honestly, he's going to get injured in the forward line. Yeah, it's, okay. He was played in, in the forward line when he got injured. Um, ju- defenders jumping on him versus him taking uncontested marks in the back line and delivering his lace-out passes. Also, I don't know if he's that good of a forward. And we've got this, this little setup that's the little mm. person setup that's going okay. What do you guys reckon? I, I actually agree with that. Just thinking about it, if we have Reed down back and we get the sack back Ooh, down back, ooh, like that's that already pretty good. Defense becomes pretty, like done. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, so good. and how? Yeah. I mean, that becomes an amazing defense. I think it'll be interesting this week because Port Adelaide's forward line is probably the tallest one we've played in a while. When yeah. Ryder goes forward, you've got Big Dixon. Yeah, um, we said this last week. Yeah, in we there. yeah. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be horses for courses with him for the rest of the year. Some weeks back, some weeks forward. Yeah. But I agree with you. That he gets injured playing forward because it's a different kind of running intensity. Yeah. It's more up and down. It's more pressure. Like he can't, you know, when he's playing back, he peels he's off. Coast back. Yeah. You know, he takes the mark. He mm. kicks it, and then he doesn't have to worry about anything for a little while. Mm. And no one's really falling on him. I, I've, no. I've, yeah. I've got a concern that he's going to spend the rest. Like he's going to do another quad. He's going to do another hammy. It's going to be another year like that for Ben Reid. But we'll be interesting to see. His decision making out of the back line as well is unbeatable. Crucial, I think that he's very crucial back there. It will be interesting. Um, Could we bring his brother into the side, you reckon? I don't even know if I rate Sam Reid. He's, he's not a great set shot. Mm. He, he's hot and cold. He's got a good pair of hands, Sam like Reed. when he's on, obviously. Yeah. He does have a very good pair of hands. If Sam yes. Reid comes cheap. Yeah. Because he'd be a free agent, so he's not going to cost us a he draft pick or anything. Agent, yeah. It could be worth it. it could Was be there rumours he wants to play as, as, for us, or was that just something like Oh, he's rumours for years that he wants to come back to Victoria. But it'll be interesting, like... If we pay overs like we've paid with Wells and no, because he's just going to I'd get rather play overs for a key forward than a, yes. than than a 32 year old midfielder. Yeah. Or Chris, or or Chris whatever Miles. his yeah. name is. Yeah, yeah. A, I don't know what he is. He's an enigma. What the, he's hell, is he? <laughs> what the hell is he? He's a walking. And a very hot girlfriend. All right, Port Adelaide, Saturday afternoon, 1.35 at the MCG. I want oh. a tip. I want 
the best player. I want most goals. Bianca. I feel like the stress from last week just creeping up every time I talk about it, but I think we might come up and win. It'll be a very close game, but we'll get them by 10 points. Um, most goals to Das, and best on will be Adams. Um, so, Collingwood, I said during the bye week that I was jealous of the other teams making a mark. I really want the players to have that feeling as well. Hopefully they do. Usually it's a bit of a theme with me and the players, even though we're worlds apart. Um, <laughs> and also, last week, I mean, we came back from Subiaco, and Melbourne came off a bye, and they, they I mean, they didn't overrun us in the last, we probably should have won, but still. So, we could have been better, and we've got a lot of players coming back. So I think it's good looking good for the Pies. Tipping Port by 10. And <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the most goals. Oh, shit, I wish Ali was playing. Um, probably uh, Hosky. Hosky, interesting. Um, look, I'll be honest. My confidence is not high. Um, it's just those fade-outs, the way Port play against us. But I will tip the Pies by 7. Best on is going to Crisp. He's going to lift. Most goals for Solo. I think it's the biggest game of the year. Um, we've already spoken about why. I think Collingwood struggle against Port. We've struggled against them for for a while. They just, for some reason, their style, like we beat Geelong, they beat us. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think we're going to be, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be another stressful game. Uh, but I have Port Adelaide winning by a couple of goals. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but I, most goals for Collingwood will be Alex for Solo with four. And uh, best on ground for us is going to be Brody Grundy in the right. Oh, you think Fasola's going to kick four and we'll still lose? Correct. Do you think anyone's going to be tagged on the weekend? From our team or their team? From their team. Okay. By Greenwood? No. No? Uh, no. No. And do you take any confidence from Essendon absolutely annihilating them in Melbourne? No, because I think that they'll be red you know, no, roaring to go. That was two weeks ago. Because yeah. they played Brisbane, didn't yeah. they, last but weekend? They so I think that's fine because they would have got out there... All that anger on Brisbane. So Mm. for them, it's just a game. It's a big statement game. Collingwood have a chance to be a top four team. Port Adelaide have a chance to solidify their top four spot. So they're going to bring it. Believe that they're going to bring it. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to link off this week. So, I mean... We're going to come rested. We're going to come fresh. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great game. No one tipped it. No one tipped by a big margin. So it's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Until then. Go, Pies. Cheerio. (laughs) Bye-bye.